WBNE. Hello and welcome to episode 173, all about the Rings of Power, season one, episode eight, Alloyed, being the 173rd part of That's What I'm Talking About. My name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. I've been experiencing the world of J.R.R. Tolkien for the first time, but right now we are all experiencing rings of power for the first time together. Today, I am joined by just a few of the wonderful creators of the Deus Ex Media Network. Welcome, Jason, Alex, and Christina. What hello, up? Hello. Hey. Um, I, I, actually, I mean, I don't know. I was like, I was like, I just want to jump into the episode discussion, but I feel like that would be rude. No, it's like you know who we are, probably, and if you don't, it's, you'll get to know us. Don't worry about it. This yeah, is going to be yeah. a fun ride. Come check out the Deus Ex Media podcast. All of them. All of yes, all of the net, all of those podcasts. Okay, this episode. I just okay. I'm all over the place with this one. All right, so this was this was the finale, right? Um, maybe maybe we can go around the room. How were y'all feeling going into the finale? Ooh. Uh, I was I was feeling pretty good. What's hold on? There's this line from Megamind. I'm really bad at quoting my favorite movie quotes. It's it's like uh hope hopefully optimistic and cautiously confused. I'm not doing it right. Uh, uh cautiously optimistic and hopefully confused or something like that. <laughs> I'm like yeah. I don't. There's a lot going on, but I'm here for it. That sounds right to me. It's from like our it's perspective, <laughs> you nailed it. It's like I trust it. Um, I would say I was pretty optimistic at like the start of the show and I was kind of hopeful that something at least big was going to happen in the season finale so well I didn't yeah something did happen several things happened lots of it yeah I really liked the whole season and most of my general complaints are things that I always complain about in any Tolkien universe stuff like weird pacing um that one just in every freaking scene that violin just being like because the actors like can't act i can't say i ever noticed the violin dude go watch fellowship go watch fellowship be like is there a violin right now yes the answer is yes the entire time i looked it up the mega mind quote by the way is (laughs) cautiously optimistic and pleasantly confused thank you yes Yes. that's exactly i would give your interpretation like seven out of ten you almost nailed it you were there took me a couple tries i got the gist so um oh go ahead no, go ahead. I <laughs> I, no, please lead the conversation because I, I think we're all just okay. like, oh, whoa, 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 where do we even um, begin? Yeah, I'll say I have found out that I'm in the minority of I was very disappointed and let down by the finale. It seems like a lot of people really enjoyed it. Um, so I, I, I can't say I was disappointed, but I can say that like th- it didn't. Yeah, I was. Like Were a- you like already disappointed to begin with? So how can you be, be disappointed by something that's already disappointing you? Yeah, I wasn't like disappointed. Uh, like right after watching it, like after I watched it, I was like, "Wow, that was a lot to take in." Yeah, well, and then, Jason, um, Jason and I watched it together, and when it we went, did, yeah. went to credits, we were just like, "Huh." We attempted to live stream it, so we started. Oh, yeah. We, we started with our friends watching Hocus Pocus and like just live chatting in our Discord server. And then we're like, hey, let's do this for Rings of Power. And it kind of worked. But yeah, I think I was in 
I thought I I think it's funny that you said that you're in the minority, Mary and Clay, that you didn't really enjoy the finale because I feel like I'm in the minority that actually liked the finale. <laughs> um. Well, from my very official poll on my Twitter that got 147 votes, 44% said it was great. Oh, so 30% said good but expected more. So. How do I math? 74% of people had somewhat had positive feelings about it. Yeah, I would say that like I I it's probably one of the better episodes because stuff happens. With yeah, stuff happened, yeah. Stuff happens and it's like I I feel disappointed because we're basically just kind of setting the pieces up for all the events of like season 2. I just felt like probably cuz probably cuz there are pacing issues, it felt like it didn't need to take this long to get to this point if that makes any sense yeah like the show is eight hours long and i feel like a lot of it wasn't really that important or relevant to mm-hmm. how the season ends yeah i agree i feel i feel like a lot of it was filler like the, the connective tissue it was just not not there yeah, yeah it, it was it was always kind of awkward because you would have these entire episodes that focus on one storyline and there's no clue other we- as to whether or not multiple other storylines are going to be interjected. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I, yeah. I do think that the main failing of the show is too many storylines because yeah. the result is so many characters that I don't give one flying fig about. Like, I don't. Especially when they're. Do not show me Bronwyn. Part. Like, I don't. I do not care what Bronwyn's doing. Yeah. Yeah. This is a constant. Yeah. And this is a constant in most, like off-brand Tolkien adaptations like the Shadow of Mordor games or any kind of like video game that just kind of has to make stuff up. The characters they usually make up are pretty boring and uninteresting. And I'm kind of feeling the same way with Bronwyn and with- God, Bronwyn, Bronwyn's arms are always at her side. Like she's a doll. She doesn't use her arms. She doesn't they use forgot her to give her action- yeah, she's like a Barbie doll. You can only pose in certain I don't think positions. I ever noticed that. I didn't either. I didn't mind Bronwyn's character so much as like, you know, she was just there. Uh, I didn't hate yeah. her scenes. But like when they came, when she wasn't, when it went a whole episode without her showing up, I wasn't like, huh, where was Bronwyn this episode? Yeah. And when yeah. they, when they, when the huge, I think it was episode six, when the huge, you know, battle scene happens and they kind of fake out her death a little bit with the stupid magic seeds. And then, like, the next episode, they tease her death again by being caught in, like, the fire of the volcano and like, everything. Like, God, just and die like, already. I, I was like, no, I don't believe you. You are not yeah, killing this character. the episode that Adol Rafai was on for, he pointed out that they do too many, like, last-minute saves yeah. in this series. Where, yeah. like, someone is about to get stabbed, and then someone else comes in and Always saves them. And they also behind. do too many too many like gotcha is this person dead and then no exactly. they're alive yeah the, one of the articles I was reading to kind of recap the whole season I liked his perspective because he was going in with like optimism but you kind of see him slowly uh, devolve into madness and um, <laughs> he was just talking about how a lot of these scenes kind of end in cliffhangers like scenes within the thing and with a cliffhanger relevant to that story and like the only way it can get you like interested in that story again is to you know, put a little stinger at the end and then go to another plot line. You know, yeah. I, don't know. I think that yeah. I think that the creators of this show uh, were really committed to t- being diverse, which is o- obviously like an extremely noble pursuit. They're like, we need people of character of color. We need yeah. 
Um, is, we need like women taking action. Like we need all these things. And so like instead of really artfully like creating a center narrative arc that encompassed a diverse cast, they were like, let's have yeah. 17 different stories. Yeah. <laughs> so that we can show people of color and women it, it, doing it stuff. Like, it was like a movie like Love Actually where yes, you have all yes, these like yes, separate yes, plot lines yeah, yeah. and you're the like Love Actually of the Tolkien verse. Like, yes. Where is the payoff? How are all these characters going to know each other? Like is there going to be one big finale yeah. where they all just come crashing in? It sounds like going into this finale we all had very some conflicting thoughts and feelings. It's yeah. this whole season has been like a mixed bag for me. That's what I've been kind yeah, of Yeah. Yeah. So um, this uh, season finale on Rotten Tomatoes, the Tomometer says it was uh, says it's an eighty five percent. Granted, this is still only a few days after it has premiered, mm-hmm. and this is only with thirteen critics ratings. Oh, uh, the so. critic rating, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not going by audience scores. Oh, at yeah. All. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fair enough, fair <laughs> There's okay. a woman of color. I hate this show. Um, but by and large, it it seems to be again mostly positive. I I think. Pretty much all of the episodes have been in the 80s. Nice. Um, so, which I, I would say this season as a whole is probably like an 80% for me. B plus, like, B minus, C plus range. Not, yeah, like not the best show I've ever seen, but also like th- there are people in my comments on TikTok being like, okay, but this is, I'm not talking about opinions. Objectively, the writing is terrible. And I was like, you don't know what the word objective means. means. And also, <laughs> I don't think you've ever watched an episode of Riverdale. That is objectively <laughs> terrible writing. Uh, yeah. I think there is, there, I, I think ob- obje- objectively terrible writing does exist but this is not it no yeah no um and also the episode description just says new alliances are forged which i don't think is an accurate description forged wink the new alliances are new alliances yeah it just says new alliances are forged and i'm like Hmm. who where no can't tell (laughs) you like i think a better just i know you have to like keep the mystery so that you don't give away key points in the episode description but a better description would be like identities are revealed what if i'm like what if what if rings of power wrote their episode descriptions like rick and morty does where they're like galadriel gets into some deep in this one bro this one's gonna be a crazy ride bro i'd I'd watch it. I, I'd be way more excited to watch it, I think. It's a, it's a total choice. <laughs> All right. So if you have not watched the season finale, go watch it now because we're about to spoil everything. We have to. We have to talk about specifics. Okay. Yeah. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, I need to go on a rant. And because okay. it's my podcast, you guys are just going to sit and listen for a minute. Go and off and queen. And then we can talk. Go off queen. So. Halbrand being revealed to be Sarn is the dumbest thing I've ever seen because it was the most basic choice they could have made. So basic that people were predicting it from the first second he was on screen, which is why I was so convinced that he was not Sauron because I was like, that's the most obvious choice. It's literally like they sat down in the writer's room and were like, hey, who can we have to be Sauron? How about Halbrand? And that was literally the first idea they came with. And they're like, I love it. Stop the brainstorming. No more writing. So they wrote him to be Sauron. And I don't think 
Like literally, I did not for one second believe that he was actually going to be Sauron until this episode when he wakes up from his deathbed and starts talking to Celebrimbor about oars. And I was like, okay, so now now he's going to be Sauron. This is like the first suspiciousness I've gotten from him because I don't believe for a second that that like like he was playing the the long game and he was like acting like Halbrand when there was no one around to be to be seeing him act like 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 he was by himself as Sauron when he didn't need to be pretending he wasn't Sauron. He was so if that deep undercover, he forgot yeah, who he that, was. Yeah, like, that like exactly. It's method acting. So, <laughs> I still stand by the statement that I'm a better writer than the Rings of Power people that it would have been a much more that the reason I was so furious with this decision is because I think it's a really lazy writing device I don't think it's an interesting story and I think it would have been far more compelling for them to have Halbrand mirror the redemption arc of Aragorn a story that we are all familiar with but Halbrand fails dies and he becomes the king of the dead army that we see in Return of the King. Uh, and then he is later freed wait. by the very person whose care, whose uh, story that he was he mirroring. He did the arc that he couldn't, and then he set him free. Mm. Yes. Uh, wow. That's good. I actually got chills. I got I chills. I think that would have been <laughs> such a more compelling story than... How do we reveal Sauron to be a, like I was yeah. looking oh, up? Can we can we talk about like like the the fake out reveal in the beginning of the? Episode? I was about to say yeah, that, that was, was yeah. that was fun. Did anyone believe it? No. Did anyone believe that I when they were like? I did, but I'm an idiot. Speaking of deep fakes, like, like oh, we what would the knew. rest of the episode be about? Like if well, you just and that's Sauron the other the thing gate. is, I don't think this season should have been about, ooh, who's Sauron? It's all like, anyone yeah. to focus about. I think that's a really dumb writing device of like... At least they, you're they going I, out of the gate in your first season, like making that your whole thing and... Yeah, because now moving into season two, I've ta- I've chatted with a lot of various creators that have been on um, Four Rings of Power episodes and texted all of them screaming, you know. And basically, a, a, a lot of them are like, so what do we have to look forward to season two now that like, okay, Sauron's been revealed, the stranger's been revealed, the rings of power, the first three have been made. Balrog, like, baby! Where, okay, but we know, but like the Balrog, we know what's going to happen with that. Can like, I talk about the know Balrog that. thing? Why that pissed me off? Or did, or did okay. you maybe, did someone rant on your episode about it? Um, I don't think we necessarily ranted. I think we were both like, that was kind of random and oddly placed. And this is one of my major frustrations with the show. And it's kind of going into a little bit. It it ties into this episode too, where this show had the opportunity to do something really different. Um, It had the chance to basically start over in terms of, I'm, I'm thinking in terms of aesthetic and production design and everything like that to redesign things a little bit. And I'm sorry, when you have such blatant uh, references to the Peter Jackson trilogy in terms of the Balrog look, um, the way the Eye of Sauron looks in this in this thing, and the several quotes that are from the movie specifically, the, the mm-hmm. stranger says, the frickin' fall your nose thing, which isn't in the book, that's from the movie. And... And Peter Jackson has said that they did not consult him at all. So I, I, I'm really frustrated with the show because they had the opportunity to bring new interpretations of these characters into the cultural zeitgeist, but they're kind of just aping off 
designs that were made 20 years ago if that makes any mm. sense like even like in the beginning episode Sauron's crown looks like pretty much the same thing and I'm like you had you had one shot do not miss your chance yeah you don't have this to opportunity like opportunity change- comes once in a lifetime speaking of Eminem <laughs> You don't uh, have to like change everything, but you can give it a freaking facelift. Yeah, like yeah. <sighs> the other thing that I was very disappointed about in the finale is that we don't see any of the dwarves. Yeah. yeah. And to me they were that to me the dwarves were the best part of the season. Yeah. yeah. Definitely the Every most compelling time they characters. were showing a, a dwarven storyline, I was invested. Elrond and Doran seem to have like a real connection. Like yeah. Based on performance and kind of the, the the attention, the writing was kind of given to their dialogue. I love those scenes, that relationship, and I heart I stand Disa. She was probably my that, favorite. That is, that is one made up character She's, that I do like. I appreciate. Yeah, she's of. so so interesting. She's wonderful. And again, they were setting up some really interesting dynamics with it. Like right at the end of episode seven, she has that really intense conversation with it's awesome Durin so about cool. like I'm like yes taking yes. like what is owed to him and like no this is your kingdom and all this stuff that I was like ooh am I getting some like Lady Macbeth Big vibes Macbeth-ish. here like she's yeah. like what are you what yeah. are you sitting here for did you kill him yet come on yeah, yeah. like and I was getting a Lady little Macbeth, concerned there. If you, if you revisit Macbeth as an adult, you're like, this woman is completely insane. She's like so pushy about this guy murdering God, his king. I love her. <laughs> um, stay toxic out there, my friends. <laughs> so I was like really interested to see what those dynamics, how they were going to continue to play out in this episode. But now you have to wait. What? an entire when's the next season coming so, out? So okay, no, they are currently filming. they have already started filming season two. I've heard that we are not going to get season two in the year twenty twenty three. no. However, everyone is like, I think it would be in their best interest to really go back not rush, but really, you know, hurry things up to get the next season yeah. out. Because if you wait too long like if you wait too long, people aren't going to be excited. Yeah, the Jackson movies came out one year after the other. You know, people yeah. didn't really well, have to wait Well, they also long. filmed yeah. all of those. Yeah, they, but they had the foresight to be like, we probably need to do that. But I'm guessing they wanted this season to play out so they could kind of get a little audience input. Well, maybe, yeah. I'm completely sure that the reason the original trilogy was filmed all at once was completely financial. It's so they didn't have to transport all those people to and from yeah. New Zealand. True. They were yes. like, oh, cool. So now that they're all done, we can release them a year apart. Yeah, it's like, hey, now that we've helicoptered you all up to this mountain, why don't we just stay here? Every yeah. scene yeah. that's every on top of a mountain. mountain. Yeah. 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 I I did hear I did hear that they'll be filming um next season in England instead of New Zealand. New Zealand. No. Oh. It no, no. What? They are <laughs> filming in England. Can you can England. you be nice when you tell me I'm wrong, please? They are filming in England, yes, but it's not instead of New Zealand. It's just in addition mm-hmm. to New Interesting. Zealand. Interesting. I'm going to share a hot opinion and going back to uh the Sauron like reveal um, I understand I might be in the minority, but uh, at least in this room, but I I wasn't sure how to feel about it at first. Um, and I the more I sat on it, the more I'm like, was it the most obvious choice? Yes. Was it lazy writing? Yeah, probably. But also, like, if we're looking at it from, like, the perspective of Galadriel, I think that if even she could have been fooled, someone who was, like, so 
um, like sure, like so aware of this, um, and like so they're... focused on finding Sauron. Correct, and like like was able he was able to fly under her radar. Like mm-hmm. it's putting us in like yeah. her shoes, and so could it? It probably sounded a lot better on paper than it would actually tur- like was turned out when it was actually on the t- the screen. But I do at, yeah. at least want to yeah. give that credit. And you know what? Um, I don't care if it's toxic. I don't care if it, oh, yeah. it is um, not something that should happen IRL. But God damn it, I would not have Galadriel's um, forethought. I would have just been like, yes, daddy, take me, yes. take me your dark queen. <laughs> yeah. And- so as much as I hate um, the... I, what did I call... I called him on... Tw- what did I call him on Twitter? Um, uh, ha- like... How Sal Brand Sal Brand Sal Brand Um as much as I do not agree with that decision the execution the, of the, the the execution of that reveal of going into these different scenes in her mind the the ship um, scene. V- the visuals yeah. of like when he gets angry when they're on the raft, like the storm is coming in, and then the like the water completely stills when he's trying to like manipulate her the over to is his side all the time, oh. kind of playing on that reflection, yeah, mo- like thing from the first very episode. cool, yeah, very cool. Love that scene. I was when like, he asks have- her to be his queen. I'm like. Yes, girl. Say yeah. Like, I, like disregarding literally every bit of Tolkien canon. Go for right. it. Right. We, we, we've thrown the book out at this point. Like, why not just go for it? And like I mean, all the people that were upset, like, I get it. And I don't it even... does in defense of it. Like, it does provide a little a different context when she's, uh, you know, she has like a little freak out thing in Fellowship of the Ring. Yes, I was, was going to say that. A lot of what you could have a queen not target to use what was done. Yes, and now when you look back at that and I was got chills. Like, y'all, yeah. I could not sleep. Like, after I watched this on Friday night, I was just literally restless and like thinking in my head and like going back through the films and just thinking of all the moments where this connects back. And oh, I, it, I, I just, I I, it's okay and like but i i got chills thinking about with the kate blanchett scene and when she is again facing that temptation and yeah. like she sets to herself like you know she could have been that queen and like thinking back now like when she had that she had to have that same conversation and no one knows no one has that context but her and i don't know i just I, and she had that she because she could do it twice is far stronger than i ever would have been but yeah i just thought that that was you know, maybe too on the nose, but it was well done for me. I would say that like Galadriel's been kind of like kind of a rocky character for me so far, like going up into the finale. But this is like there's finally I, I don't know. There's like an extra dimension to her character now that she kind of knows that he's Sauron, and it's actually kind of providing some dramatic drama. I don't know some drama because like some of the other characters don't know and. Uh, it is, yeah, it is playing with that whole because Galadriel has always kind of had like a a a mixed history and a, a kind of like a what is the what is the terms just like a little bit of a dark side. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Yes. Why was Sauron on a raft with some randos? Good question. Um, I don't know. We don't know that. I don't know because the plot had to happen. See, that's what that's where I get mad about the whole how right. Sauron so th- thing. that's. The hardest part for me of this is that, like, he was just a dude on a raft and he, like, stumbled into our protagonist. Like, I don't, that, that doesn't feel 
very um, well yeah. executed to me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every, like everything that happened, it was all by happenstance. And like when know? he just was like, oh, I'm just like a regular, not evil guy on a raft. And then he like meets Galadriel and he's like, cool, I'm going to become the evil guy like, again. Well, he, like, oh, he ha- already knew he was Sauron. Like he he had to have gone through that whole arc. Yeah, but I was just, yeah, just like wondering what, what was his plan like before Galadriel got on the raft? Like yeah. what was he going to do there? <laughs> Did he like have any control over that giant dragon that or maybe yeah who knows uh, but and and like happenstance is like okay in tolkien's world because it's happened before like the eagles coming is basically the biggest happenstance of all time and it keeps getting reused but that's like a there's like it's a very realistic story until or grounded story until we get to that kind of you know yeah deus ex machina um and um like but it just happens so often in this where it just kind of yeah. feels like lazy writing. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, and tell, correct me if I'm wrong or if, if people know this, one reason that they can't allude to, they can make allusions to, but they can't use direct allusions to characters in the Silmarillion. So. And chapter, and um, untold tales is because they don't have the rights to them. Yeah. So as I understand it, they only have the rights to, I think, like Lord of the Rings and the, and the appendices. appendices. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe they got specific rights to certain things in the Silmarillion from the Tolkien estate, which is how they were able to talk about Galadriel's brother, Finrod. Yeah. That, that's the, I, uh, oh, it was um, Don Marshall on TikTok. He was making this video, kind of like a satire of people who are just, like what we're doing right now, we're having like constructive conversation about some of the negative points of the show. There are a lot of people who are just like, this show's trash, barf emoji, barf emoji. And that's all that they care to say. So, or and, screw you at Jeff Bezos for wasting a billion dollars. <laughs> And just and, uh, he was gonna waste it one way legacy. or another. Yeah. <laughs> and in Don's video, he said, like, well, if you wanna get if you want to get mad at someone, you can get mad at the Tolkien estate because they wouldn't give the rights to the Silmarillion. And this would have been a much better, quote unquote, adaptation if they did have the rights to the Silmarillion. And why not? And I was why like, not, yes, let's if, blame the estate. If you're giving everything else, why not give the rights yeah. to the Silmarillion? I don't, I, I don't know. I think it's like their last little drag of whatever JRR that they're that they're holding the, on the one to. Is that the dignity that, that they have left. Is that the hill yeah. you really want to die on? Yeah, the I don't Silmarillion? The Silmarillion, yeah. So the last thing I'll say, though, about all the Sal, Sal brand nonsense is um, he do be hot, though. Yeah, that hot. that last oh. shot of him looking he's, off at um, Mordor and his cape is billowing in the wind. I, said he mu- I tweeted, he must have gone to the evil cloak store because <laughs> I was like, where did he get that in Eregion? It's like that squirrel. William Fancy Son uh, quote from Spongebob. <laughs> oh, no, he's hot. Um, Jason, you actually predicted the meme that I will be posting <laughs> to go with this episode. Is, can is I, that one. It yeah. was can giving... It was giving like Anakin <laughs> at the end of. Um, oh yeah, Re- Revenge of the Sith. Or yeah, yes. I don't yeah. remember. What I understand that the reference. Or- it's giving. It's giving Ben Barnes in that one show about magic. What's that show? Sandman. No, yeah. Oh, it's the not Grisha Sand- verse. Yeah. What, That's what is it. it? That's all I know. A star of light Sand and shadow, and or whatever. The shadow. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know the one. You know the one. The darkness <laughs> just oozes from him. There was yeah. one. Don't say the word ooze. Dude, I would, I would, how, how do I say this? 
I would let Halbrand do whatever he wanted to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think we all would. But as Halbrand or at, like as Sauron? Yes. It, would it, would yes. it be okay to be Sauron? Yes. Totally. I, all right. Men in power, white, white Republicans aside, men in power. Mm. See, here's Jeff the thing Bezos? is I have, to, mm. I have to stick to my word um, because previously I said so many people, like when the first few episodes were coming out and I was straight up simping for... Halbrand simping for Sauron immediately and everyone Hashtag was so convinced for that Halbrand was hot I mean that sorry everyone was so convinced that Halbrand was Sauron and I was like no he's not whatever anyway he's too hot to be Sauron I did say like go on the record multiple times saying look I don't care if he is Sauron himself I still find him deeply attractive and if Galadriel were to, I I was uh, doing like a TikTok live during the first, during my first watch through of this. And I said, I will forgive all of this if they just kiss once. <laughs> if they just make out one time, yeah. I will forgive everything. Um, they did not. Screaming the other thing make about, out at the TV. That would be Please The other thing about like Sauron being hot is that is actually canonically correct. Sauron was very attractive. However, he was supposed to have more of the look of an elf than the Anatar. That's why Anatar I thought that character. other guy. But yeah. Adar. Uh, so who would y'all, out of all the characters in this show, if you were Hell like brand. redoing this, who not who would you boink? Oh. Who would you <laughs> choose to be Sauron? That's a good question. I was going to ask that too. No, none of them. I would have just had Sauron be Sauron and just not have it be a hidden character. Or address like the other theories that have come up throughout the, or who do you think would have been a better, because they were teasing like multiple characters to be Sauron. Yeah, at the beginning, it's like, I think they needed more choices. Like, because like of the characters I can think of, like Theo, Adar, uh, Hellbrand, The Stranger, Slash Meteor Man. There was that one guy who, you know, was so obsessed with the hilt and there were some people thinking he might be Sauron. That, like the, that was oh, that was Theo. The, I think yeah, that was the no, kid. No, 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 the not Theo. Guy. Yeah, the older oh. guy. The guy oh, who the actually like actually causes Mount Doom to like erupt. Yeah. I would probably yeah. I would probably pick Theo. I really don't know how the like intense deep Tolkien lore works, but like in my little world, Sauron is like the avatar and his spirit can go into other people. Yeah. And like Theo is Sauron. I would have liked that story too. And I'm just wondering like, why was this sword hilt just steady chilling in some like person's barn? Mm. Like what? No. How, well, that, that whole, that whole <laughs> thing lost me a while know. back. My other thing that I would have done or that I thought was going to happen when like we first started getting really sus vibes from Halbrand in this episode I was thinking, oh, the real Halbrand died after mm. Mount Doom exploded uh, because they, when they find uh, him at the like end of vessel. episode seven, they're like, they found him in a creek by himself. And I was uh, like, oh, so he died and Sauron found him and like possessed him and like took over his that's body. That's really good, oh, Mary Clay. You should, write a, thought, you should write a yeah. for Rings of Power. That's very Twin Rings Peaks. Of Power, call it? me up. Uh, so the fake out at the beginning with the stranger possibly being Sauron, uh, as much as I didn't believe it, I was thinking that actually kind of might have been an interesting choice. Yeah. It's more interesting than Halbrand. Because the sure. opening line of the show, because I, I, I attempted to rewatch the entire season over again and I quickly gave up, but um, I got through the first episode again and the f- opening line is, nothing is ever evil in the beginning. And... Mm. 
I feel like if Sauron were to kind of come back in like this fresh form, kind of blank and not knowing anything that's going on, but he does have like this this power. I mean, obviously I knew he was going to be a wizard because but part of me was actually like kind of on board with that idea. And then he like gets yeah. abducted by these witches who teach him to be evil. Yeah, yeah. and then I'm, he I'm just gonna, maybe like disappears or something. I'm going to hit y'all real quick with my second Megamind reference of the episode. <laughs> when Megamind, <laughs> he's an alien from outer space and he's on like an escape pod um, <laughs> and he comes to Earth and he lands in a prison and that's how he becomes evil because he just like crash lands in a prison and he's the prison's baby now. Oh my God. Is Megamind <laughs> just an early adaptation of Rings of Power? Megamind is Sauron. Oh my God. Is Megamind on Amazon Prime right now? Do they have the rights to Megamind? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's definitely somewhere it's dreamworks let's talk about i'm sorry y'all i'm cutting us off so we can talk about more what else happens talk. in this episode <laughs> come back for a patreon episode about megamite i'm all over that don't threaten me with a good time it was one of the most popular movie night crew episodes for some reason <laughs> oh my god it's okay. because of my passion it turns out passion, Te- yeah. tina just listened to the episode like 10 times <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay, I'm dying. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about the name of the show, The Rings of Power. Um, My huge gripe with this. So we finally see the the creation of the first three rings of power for the three for the elven lords or whatever. Kitty. There's a kitty. Maybe just three for the elves. There's a cat. I just need the listeners to know. There's a cat. Cat on camera. There's a cat. Hi, what up, Phoebe? Um, Like, I had a meme already made to post because I did not expect for the Rings of Power to be made in this episode because there was such zero focus on their creation or the forge or anything. Like, we haven't talked about the actual, like, whatever Celebrimbor wanted to do hadn't been discussed since, like, episode two or three. Celebrimbor right. calls and I we're like, new phone who dis? <laughs> like, it, it felt to me like the writers were, oh, it's the finale. Maybe we should make some rings of power. And it felt extremely rushed. And I would have rather them sprinkle it in throughout you know, each little bit of the episode. I thought we were going to see a lot more of the forge being made yeah. with the dwarves. They got yeah. really sidetracked with the whole Mithril, like, subplot. Yeah. 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 The forge was the first reason that the dwarves and the elves were even meeting in the first place in the show. Exactly, yeah. And, like, that was a huge point of contention for them to even get to a point where they're like, okay, yeah, we'll do it. So I thought we would see more of that. Yeah, but it only happens because Halbrand is there and because, canonically, Sauron did kind of help Celebrimbor make the rings. Yeah. So, uh, but... but again, like Halbrand being there is just kind of a like a coincidence. Yeah, and it was that um Unless it was like all part of his plan, you know. I'm not buying it. Elrond and Galadriel all distrusted the uh the character Anatar that uh that what's his name? Sauron came in under the guise of and it was only Celebrimbor that trusted him, it was like, Yeah, this guy's cool. So yeah. yeah. And making Galadriel the only person knowing or putting the pieces together that he was Sauron and everyone else is just like, mm, like, yeah, this is She chill. just kind of let it happen. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, yeah. Don't forget choice. that. Don't forget that it's pronounced Galadriel. Galadriel. <laughs> I just spit all over my microphone. Sauron. You're the one who can't roll your R's, right, Mary Clay? Yes, this is true. <laughs> Alfonso Cron. She tried. <laughs> what was I going to say? Something about the rings. 
I don't know. Halbrand. I don't like that they called it the Lord of the Rings colon the Rings of Power. I think yeah. they should have not tried to act like it was Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I don't even, at this that point, I don't even think the, they should try to act like it's about the rings of power. They just had to, ca- I just think that. It's more of a Sauron so, backstory. So much of the series, it, and like, this is something that you have to do with film and TV. Like, like, what am I trying to say? The audience of film and TV is different from the audience of books, right? Yep. And so yes. when you watch something like. Uh, like a Harry Potter book to film adaptation, a lot of stuff gets really simplified so that the lowest common denominator, like your your four-year-old or whatever watching Harry Potter or like your uncle who's kind of drunk and not really paying attention can be like, I get what's happening without having the context of the books. So like, I understand that like film as a medium has to be more transparent and like spoon feed its audience a little bit more just because of how vast the audience is. That being said, I think this show... <laughs> was spoon feeding so hard it did it too much it's like, let's all talk about the southland mordor oh, shot we, you know we, this, as christina said on our bonus episode for uh our podcast uh when we did golden compass this is oh, a yeah. this is a show for babies yeah <laughs> yeah but like what but but babies like can't they don't have the attention span for i don't know who this show is simultaneously for. Like, though i I'm very confused, though, watching the show. Well, it's just like, it's like they lose every opportunity to create organic tension, like exactly what you were talking about with the Balrog. It's like, hey, guys, it's a Balrog over here. Yeah. But you hey could just guys, be like, oh. you see this volcano? It's yeah. Mordor. Yeah, and it's like you could just like be more subtle about like, it. I have got it. it. Have yeah. ever, what, if, what if at the very end you just had a panning shot of of the land you had no label and you're like oh my god did it just become mordor is this happening before my eyes and it doesn't yeah. tell you you're just figuring it's it out not for labeled yourself mordor. Yeah, exactly. someone someone on reddit made it a lot better by made it, making it like zoom out into a map at least so at least the label changing oh, would make sense but yes. just like i guess it's more in theme because they've done that before where they put up the location on the top of the screen but they yeah. only did it like yeah. a few times so when it they was not do good it enough. for that that transition was just really weird they added i'm yeah. sure they added that in so that they could do that at the end <laughs> or to like, like easily sh- convey um. it for different languages i'm i'm certain hate it hate that i don't understand why the elves life on Middle Earth uh-uh. is tied to this tree yeah. and why the tree dying uh-uh. means that they have to leave. Then leave. Um, I don't understand Make like a tree and leave why. Already. I don't understand why making these three rings is going to save all of the elves uh-uh. in Middle Earth. Because they're made of mithril? No, no. So they I have don't the, under- you need they to explain light, it better than that. They have the so light of it- the, like the early elven trees in that metal, which I think is it, like kind of makes sense. Um, Tell me about the trees. Why do they need the trees? Uh, I mean the I mean the trees of Valinor that they just kind of brush over in the first episode, um, they were kind of like the source of you know you know heavenly light basically like the goodness of light and so that tree apparently impregnated light into the like the stone underneath so it was like mithril I'm I'm I think that's what the explanation was so, so if they make they been- these rings out of mithril and whatever stones they got and they make them into rings because Halbrand did explain that like a circular thing would a circular magical item would work better and also that an alloy would work better um and so if they have the light of the trees and the elves have those rings then they'll be able to kind of uh delay the the darkness spreading with Sauron's presence okay but 
Here's my thing. Wouldn't only the elves that have a ring still like how we can how save does... three elves? Well, in Lord of the Rings, yeah. like the Galadriel does use the ring to kind of preserve Lothlorien, and I think Elrond does the same thing in Rivendell. So it kind of makes sense. It 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 didn't happen like this way, and I mean that's whatever. But it's exactly like if you don't n- know a whole, I don't know. It's just like I it, think that if. I think that if someone, I think, I think if someone was explaining this plan to me, I'm like Galadriel's best friend or like whoever's best. I'm Elrond's <laughs> best friend, and he's like, "Hey, girl, here's what I'm thinking. We're gonna make these rings. We're gonna take the light of the trees of Elinor. We're gonna put them into these rings. We're gonna make cool rings, three rings, and they're just gonna be around. That's gonna be good enough. It's gonna. I'm. Gonna, I would be like, "Hey, man, I strongly feel that you're overthinking this. This is a nonsense plot. We need yeah. to actually start from scratch, dude. Hey, buddy, see. come sit down. Let's why, talk about it. Why can't they just take that little bit of mithril and just like?" like hand wavy him the whole tree and ain't it all good I like i don't know because we did see wait why are they making the rings of power i forget <laughs> what was their like motivation to make them <laughs> to, to, to fight against sauron or to, to delay the the tree dying so that must be the reason right yeah that's okay. the other thing is i sorry i'm very you know what like i'm here to slander the elves now like yeah. you guys have been of you guys have been alive for millenniums and, and ages <laughs> maybe it's just time for you to die, just die. <laughs> maybe it's just time Team die. for you to leave middle earth and go back to your magic elf le- like that's the thing is it's not even that they're going to die it's that they have to leave middle earth and go back to this Valor. is some colonialist wait, i was wait. about to say it's almost as if this man that wrote this was uh ri- living in a country at a time when they had colonies all over the world and Damn. <laughs> Wow! Uh, there, I, I, there was something that like screamed a little problematic about this, ep- like this kind of like what they're going in for in general, um, kind of like with the orc culture and giving them kind of sympathetic backgrounds almost with Adar saying like, you know, we're just a counterbalance to you. Like, it's not like, you know, you, you say we're twisted forms of yourselves, but it's more like a yin and yang thing. And when you do that, you introduce humanity to orcs. And it kind of makes everything that Galadriel says about them like really fucked up. Yeah, it is. And, it is fucked up. And I want to act. I'm not trying to go back to the Sauron thing. I promise I'll make this brief. But like the whole thing Adar, is the Sauron thing. I was. I wish Adar was like a character that they explored more, and like he could have been a very interesting origin. Yeah, what was he for, even doing there? For as a for Sauron, I, I'm sure. Because, I'm sure they're gonna fight over territory in Mordor like next season or something yeah, like that. And, and to, um, I forgot if it was MC or Christina that brought this up, but like, uh, Sauron is supposed to look more elvish. We know that Adar was a uh, part elf and like yeah, just making, by making him personable and being like, no, I'm just like actually having the motive. Like we need a place to live too. And I'm sorry. Like, I like, hate Sauron too. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sorry if like we were what was here, like before the elves even got here and like they fought this off and like that we view it as this evil thing yeah. and like the whole, and I just like, I think it's re- very interesting that a show that brought diversity in and was like, we need people of color. We need, you know, different ages, like this whole, like really, I, I give them props for that. But then it still comes down to like, oh, the things that are dark that are other are still evil. And, you know, you can only yeah. do so much with the source material, but 
Uh, I think if they had made Adar's character more prominent and had the, like him fighting, so dynamic, fighting like, for those people and on behalf yeah. of the orcs and humanizing them would have been really, really, really interesting. Yeah, it plays yeah. off of this idea that I that I listened to while kind of going through the Tolkien professor's sort of you know his entire thing, uh, his collection of episodes. He brought the idea up that. You know, technically, if you want to be if you want to be technical about it, the Silmarillion and the Lord of the Rings are all kind of from this perspective of the elves or maybe yeah. not the Lord of the Rings, but like the history of Middle Earth. Because they live so long. They've lived through it. And it's from yeah. their perspective. Yeah. And they're the ones who they were fin- kind of like the first people to write stuff down. And it's it's just kind of weird that I mean, I mean, it's a good it's a good idea. It it it, it plays with the idea of sticking too close to lore because the lore is from a different perspective. So you can't, you know, they're kind of playing off that idea. Yeah, but that's really interesting. Some parts of the show rely, kind of rely on there being like an absolute evil. And once you start feeling bad, kind of like for the orcs, it makes things a little cluttered. Can I do a bit of like a non sequitur? Well, we were talking about this a little bit, but I want to talk about it a little bit more. I would like to talk about Mithril. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. I feel like Mithril, not Mithriel, Mithriel. Mithril. Um, I feel like in the original trilogy and in The Hobbit, I think Mithril is just like a cool little world building thing. It's like, oh, look at you, little scamp with your little Mithril shirt. Look at that. That's fun. <laughs> That's fun because otherwise you would super die because you're not very good at swords and stuff. Um, and like, I like it. And it pops up and it's like not a big deal. It's just a way to give our protagonist shield a concrete shield. You know what I mean? Um, and like the way that Mithril is in the Rings of Power show like I don't really like it anymore it's like oh this is like a thing that we're doing it's a capital T thing now and like we discovered it and it'll change everything it, and I was reading they an interview and the, well yes exactly and I was reading an interview with the showrunners and they were like you know mithril it's like vibranium or like unobtainium and I'm like uh, cool so you know it's bad right like you know that you wrote it bad if you're making that analogy I just don't I think that they ruined something that was just kind of vibey and cool by making it like this big thing. Let's look into it. I think it's very, there are two points uh, that I'll point out about like, that just say a lot, I think about the elves. So in this episode, Galadriel asks like a scribe to go find um, anything that they have on the Southlanders, lineages, anything like that. And he says, oh, well, we don't have a lot of stuff on mortals. And that does not surprise me that, like, in the Elven library, they only have stuff on elves, you know, that they consider the men so much, like, mortals and men so much lesser that they wouldn't have as much. also, at the end of the day, even though they say we don't have much on mortals, A, Galadriel is able to find what she's looking for, and B, why is it more than once in this uh, series that the answer to Galadriel's question is just to go to the library. Yeah, just in a library. Remember when Gandalf went to a library? It's It almost seems like they're really intentionally trying to frame the elves as colonizers, but I know they're not. Yeah. So it's like, you guys are making this weird mistake, I think. The other thing is that they are taking Mithril, which is something that the dwarves discovered. Yeah, on their and land. And they are adapting it for their... Purposes to lengthen their lives. I'm trying to think. I mean, from the way that we left things with King Durin, 
I don't think he would have approved of them taking that one ore of Mithril that Prince Durin gave Elrond and using that one ore to make the elven rings of power. Like King Durin, once he finds out that that happened, I think he's going to be extremely pissed. Yeah, so and now that's why he's going to be like, these are, is that, oh God, if that's the justification they use then for forging the dwarven rings that's gonna be kind of upsetting and really that's what i'm really, really confused cheap. about yeah because i thought the rings of power were all created correct. together at once being like okay we're gonna make the elven rings we're gonna make the dwarven rings rather than like the races having a fight being like oh you made dwarf you made elven rings we're gonna make dwarven rings this is actually okay. how it happens my understanding um, is that hang on i'm gonna pause you because i am actually going to to read that section in the Silmarillion after this. Okay. Sorry. Oh, like the, of the I'm shutting you down. Chapter. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's a section at the end of the Silmarillion called Of the Third Age and the Rings of Power. Um, and I have not yet read it because... Well, well, spoil- well spoilers, they did things in a, the wrong order. And I'm very, very... Oh, interesting. Curious the, the, the to see the how they're were. going to rectify this because they were not my in all at once. Well, oh, and what's really funny, it never occurred to me in this episode that like, oh, they're going to make the elven rings or anything. I I was just always thinking, you know, the one ring and just kind of like forgetting about, you know, I think I think it's Sauron that made the one ring. Anyway, and when they said, oh, yeah, we need something circular, like a crown, I was like, ha, that's hilarious. They thought they were making a crown, and then it came out like a shrink-eating version, <laughs> and it was a ring. Ah, oh, dang it. And then, like, they find out, oh, no, it needs to be a little bit smaller. And they're like, and- oh, this okay. would actually be better. When so I worked, yeah, I like, when oh, I worked at Claire's, um, in like 2010, I worked at Claire's, and at that time, rings in the shape of crowns were very in. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, I just looked out at my hands and I can imagine it on my fingers right now. There was there was something I was talking to my brother about because he's watching the show too and he's also into Game of Thrones. And what Game of Thrones did, like it Game of Thrones eventually did become like this grand epic show where there's multiple storylines going on, but it starts off really simple at first. It like the beginning of Game of Thrones take pl- takes place in one city with one family or like one family at first that gradually builds like the story builds over time and you meet new characters and new locations and it keeps you invested without being so confused and i'm thinking that's just we kind of talked about that where the show is just introducing so many things and it's making this i feel like i mean i just feel like that that charlie meme with like the map behind me i'm just like yeah. okay yeah someone's right here someone's right here he has a map behind him there's a literal map behind him yeah because yeah, i'm wondering how sauron walked from Aregion to mordor from and what's here to here day? yeah was, and also yes, somewhere a... along the way he picked up that billowing cloak and he just walked into mordor he, simply he just stopped he, you can just walk yeah he just walked into a red fair and was uh-huh. like yeah here we go that one looks good and then yeah. just so, popped on the back of an eagle and was like thanks so I think the natural progression, what we're going to see, because c- they're confirmed for five seasons total. Uh, That's what they have signed on for. Why? So I think we're going to see the Dwarven rings be created, the men's rings be created, and then the one, one ring. ring. And then we'll have like a final season to Where show. Where Isildur comes and plays the prodigal son. Yes. Oh, yeah. like Oh, uh, that's the other thing in this episode. We, they still think I he's dead. For, I thought for sure... And I think they're still leading to this. I thought for sure Beric, the horse, is going to go find Isildur. Oh, yeah. And 
They, that like they're like no nah, he's dead i mean obviously we all we know, know that he's not, he's dead. not dead yeah that that but, bugs me so much about these yeah. kind of prequel shows where it's like i know they're not yeah and die. so they just they, there are like certain things and i'm like okay those are fine that like if we were gonna ha- like if we were gonna have one or two more episodes after this one and we didn't see the dwarves and we didn't see a sealder in this episode that's fine, but I don't think those are threads that you can just leave loose yeah. for the next year. The filter doesn't matter, dude. Don't worry about him. It's fine. Um, I'm very disappointed. All right, so now let's talk about potentially the next, the the last part, the last disappointing part of the show. I don't know. I don't know how y'all Which felt. Which disappointing but, part? Um, <laughs> Please enlighten so, Which disappointing part, Mary Clay? You'll have to be more specific. The stranger is revealed to be a wizard and it is very he- like it is confirmed he is a wizard it is heavily implied that he is Gandalf I don't feel like it's a reveal to learn that he's a wizard I feel like everyone knew it from the moment That's, he commented again, to earth why I think it was a very uninteresting uncompelling non-compelling you I don't mean know this man word, who is choice. a comet is magic is that what you're telling me I I think it would have been really cool to have this lead up that like oh he's gonna be Gandalf he's gonna be Gandalf and then instead it's a blue wizard and because we know nothing about the blue wizard I think think that would be way more interesting to learn that you know this is a wizard that we don't know anything about what um, what was it what was it that heavily implied that he was Gandalf can you talk my brain so I think the first thing he so he turns the three cult people into a moth Yeah. yeah Um, and we see Gandalf choice. in the Peter Jackson maybe, uh, maybe winged, trilogy. Winged creatures are just wizard energy. That's maybe what I'm I don't know, but like that's a definite, that's a definitive Gandalf right. callback to the PJ trilogy. I think yeah. most people are and he taking also that, s- that last quote like pretty, pretty well. Yeah, to heart. and then he also says when Nori says, "I don't even know which way to go," he says, "Oh, I think it's this way. It smells very sweet down here." When in doubt. Eleanor, what's her name? Eleanor Brandyfoot. Brandyfoot. That's it. I keep wanting to say Brandybuck. Brandy <laughs> when in doubt, Eleanor Brandybuck, follow your nose. And that's what he says to either Mary or Pippin, I don't remember which, um, in Moria, right before they gotcha. find the, the tomb. And so if he is Gandalf, I would consider that to be just one more thing that is way too heavy handed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Reel it in. I wish, and it, they had so many, there's so... Because, like, whenever you run into the thing of, like, oh, well, this is just a part of the lore we don't know about. Like, it's mentioned maybe once place here in, in this place or maybe not even at all. And, like, if you're going to make any adaptations, like, honestly, it's, it might be good to just take something that's open-ended and create your own answer for it. So, yeah. like, we, like, out of the other wizards, so, like, you know, we, of course, you know, um, we get Saruman, and then we have Radagast. Uh, uh, Show me Radagast. Show me the birth of Radagast. Right, but we also have these two, like, blue wizards who don't get brought up really at all. Like, Tolkien, like, mentions them once or twice, but never gives them names and never, yeah. like, gives them a role. And I think it would be really interesting... To give them, especially since those two wizards, I believe, come before Gandalf and uh, Saruman. Yeah, it's it's kind of like um, Tolkien never had like an official like story about the blue wizards, but he he says, he always says like, I imagine they they went east to to take care of, uh, you know, Mordor like as it was happening and growing and stuff like that. So I think that's what they're playing on. Like this is a wizard that is going to help 
the like Mordor in the second age. And I don't know if we'll ever, who knows if we'll ever actually see like Gandalf or Saruman. Maybe they, they'll stick with that, them not coming until the third age, which is supposed to happen, but who knows? I don't know. So my Um, main problem, my main problem with like the ending of the stranger and Nori going off to diminish in the East or whatever, um, like that was to me like a terrible pacing problem. It's like, there's this whole narrative arc throughout the whole season with the Harfoots and it's like very community oriented and... And um, like Nori's trying to figure out who she is as a person and like what her values are. And like the whole community is sort of going through this arc together. And then in the very last episode, Nori's like, this plot. I'm out of here. Like, what? Why why are you just leaving? I don't feel like there's any build up. I think it was the... Okay, there are two two things about about the... Okay, maybe three things. Okay, maybe more things. Wow. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So... In the at the end of the pre- I think it was at the end of the previous episode where we see the four Harfoots like embarking off to find the stranger. I wanted to actually see that rather yeah. than like cutting to them and they've already found him. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to see them adventuring off on their own because Harfoots famously don't go on adventures, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I wanted to see a little bit more of that. Um, Sadik dies, but. Don't care. So he gets he, a knife yeah. gets thrown at him and it's made to be like, oh, my God, he's killed. And then he gets up, has a full fight scene. Yeah, OK. <laughs> Thank you for bringing and that up. then and then he dies. And I thought I was like, oh, well, the stranger is going to heal him or something, <laughs> you know, um, stranger, and come on. I think it was a very I, I know you you say you don't care, Christina. I was very sad to see that they killed off. Well, good. Yeah. I'm glad somebody also. Oh, okay. <laughs> also, they killed off the one black hobbit. <laughs> I, I, That's not a great look. <laughs> it's not I, a good look. I know it was probably like just coincidental that like this was the character that There's they were playing. There's some women Nor- of Nor- color. Nori's mother is a woman of color. Yeah, there's some black women. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, but true. He right. was like they. I couldn't tell you what their names are. You know, mm. I'm um, sure somebody else could, but not me. And then, oh, dude, Sadik uh, being oh. killed. I don't know. Oh, let me get the. Uh, I thought the scene. I thought the scene of them watching the sun sunrise together was very. Oh beautiful my gosh, and that sweet. was lovely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was very sweet. Yeah. Um, I I think they really missed the mark by separating Poppy and Nori. Yeah. Because oh, yeah, that, that was, was so many. Part, the most. So oh. many. Like, so on one hand, I love. I love for Poppy that she becomes like the new trail leader or whatever that thing is. Like, I love that for her. Yeah. Um, but I don't like that they separated. She yeah. needs, if you're going to rip off so many like PG, like PJ moments, you need to give our Frodo a sab. Like, yeah. You, that's you, what's you, so weird. Yeah. I thought and, they were totally going to go for that. Like, and the fact that and, she came so when back, she, it was like, she initially said goodbye and was like, Kay. And then she says goodbye to her family. And I, when I was watching this with Zach, I was like, they, that can't be the goodbye to Poppy. They can't just end it there. Like, that was terrible. And then she comes back and, like, says one last goodbye before she leaves. And I'm like, this is it. They're going to go. They're going to leave together. And it's like, yeah. no, if we just give a big hug. And like, and that's it. Because <sighs> oh. I hate I think it. The, at, the, at the heart of Tolkien's Lord of the Rings story is this, like, love friendship or romantic however you want to read it this love between Frodo and Sam right. and how that 
connects them and pushes them in a fight against evil. And I think we saw a lot of those Frodo Sam dynamics with Nori and Poppy. And so I think the writers, I think that's a huge piece of like original Tolkien that they missed if they're like okay now we're gonna separate well and if you separate them correct me if i'm wrong but i think that's the only female friendship in the whole series right yes unless you count unless you like loosely count like keem queen like muriel muriel and galadriel absolutely not that is a business partnership that absolutely christina you are correct yeah that sucks female friendship is the only force that drives the entire universe, and I will die on Damn, this hill. Damn, girl. You right. Yeah. You right. Maybe they'll reunite in 2030 on the fourth oh season. Oh, my God. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Just real quick. I think that the three scary witches are probably friends. Okay. Can we... We have to... <laughs> yes. Okay. We have to talk about this briefly. Like, that I feel... Like, so, talking about missed opportunities, and they... By the time we get to the finale, there's we're left with two viable options at, for who Sauron could be, and that's either the Stranger or Halbrand. Like when we started out with like Theo, maybe Adar, like who knows? But like, so we only have two, and we immediately like are like, yep, he's Sauron, and like these group of like cultists that show up like not until I think what like episode five or six and then they're Mm -hmm. like trying to convince them that he's the dark lord and bringing his powers back and I'm like but where do these people come from who I don't know but I kind of love how can you not tell that he's not Sauron then when they die it's just like okay like I didn't care at all like I didn't care at all who these people were did you know know those characters had names I just, I wish no. that there was something that they had been given more context. Like, there was, like, why did they introduce even more characters just to, like, muddy the waters? Like, well, I, f- I feel like they solely f- existed so they could give us, like, they had to add some credence to the, oh, maybe he is the, the stranger, maybe yeah. he is Sauron. Like, I think that they yeah. created an aesthetic before they figured out what those characters were going to do. I think yeah. they were like, wouldn't this vibe yeah. be awesome? And like the kids love non-binary aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, that was funny because like the first time I saw uh, a still of, of one of those witches, like the bald one, um, I thought that was like their design for Sauron. That honestly. would be cool. They looked yeah. cool as hell. That like, character design always, was extremely cool. He's always described as like having like this fair complexion or something like a fair look to him uh like when he's anatar the lord of gifts and everything when he's undercover Mm -hmm. and i thought that's what they were going for because he just kind of looks like because like Haley presented like the best option to me where she said like i wish they went like a bisexual route and just kind of like cast a witchy looking like like woman to be sauron yeah and uh, she, she recommended very androgynous. She, she, she recommended yeah. it on your Taylor Joy type. Just really quick, I think it's important to note that that would be like a gender fluid option, not a bisexual option. Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yes. That's why I said, yeah, yes. I like androgynous. I mean, I'll take both options, you know? Mm-hmm. Those well, yeah. both sound good. He can be too. bisexual if he wants to. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, a gender fluid option I think would be really cool because then it's, you know, implying that he can take any form. Yeah, because uh, Tolkien has said that Meyer kind of like choose their the forms of their gender, like yeah. in physical form and stuff like that. Well, in one of those passages that reading the Silmarillion, I was like, did did Tolkien just say trans rights? <laughs> what? I don't understand. The Har- oh, yeah. I was saying earlier, I think in this episode, we have said goodbye to the Harfoots. I don't think we're going to see them in the next season, yeah, except sucks. for Nori. Yeah. Um, I think 
It's really hard because I don't like I really enjoyed seeing the Harfoots this season um, because they're like so, you know, familiar to the Hobbits and the Shire. Are they they like the ancestors of the Hobbits? Yeah, they're like Like the Hobbits Hobbits. before the Hobbits settled. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Like eventually they're going to settle somewhere and settle down. They'll probably kind of be like the the type of Hobbits that settled near the river or kind of where Gollum grew up. Um, I think even though they were enjoyable. I don't think we need we didn't need the Harfoots and the Stranger this season because they were the only plots that didn't connect in any way, shape, or form to the rest of the characters you know, or plots um, in this season. I, I agree with you. I did really like the Harfoot section. Um, but the problem I was having was that every time we cut to them, it was kind of just another excuse to show how dangerous the stranger is and that he shouldn't be around these Harfoots. Like how many times yeah. does he accidentally hurt these people and they trust him again and they just okay, they repeat that it one over and over. In season that one in the previous episode where the tree branch falls, I was like, that was not his fault. That was y'all's yeah. fault. You guys walked way too close to yeah. him. If I was doing a developmental edit of this, what I would do, and I think this would be so much more meaningful and impactful. And as you alluded to, Mary Clay, it would just sort of tidy up. Um, what I would do is whatever. Sure. The Sauron reveal. Oh, he's Sauron. And it's the end, it's the very end of the season. And it's like, it's like, oh, sh- what's that in the sky? It's a freaking comet. And then it crash lands to Earth. And like the final shot is not let's transition from Southlands to Mordor. It's like a shot of this guy from space. And you're like, oh, this guy is here because of Sauron now. And then that's yeah. the end of the season mm, is like yeah. that yeah. shot. And yeah, then we so deal they, with it. Wait, so they sent him because they anticipated Sauron was, so like so like the gods, whatever, of Valinor knew that Sauron was coming back. Yeah, and but we already... Because I mean, the, they, in the books, it's a reactionary measure. It's It's like, oh, Sauron almost killed the world. Let's send these wizards to make sure... Like, it doesn't happen again. That doesn't happen. Christina, I think that would be a great thing to end the this season with the comet landing. Yeah. Because I honestly, I have nothing that, like, there's no little teaser or cliffhanger in this season, the season finale, that is making me excited or interested to watch season two. Agreed. Yeah, we're just yeah. really confused. And so I think, I think if the stranger, if the comet were to land now... Yeah. I think that would be really because interesting. it gives you hope. It's like a it's like a juxtaposition. It's like here, Ooh, yeah, here's the bad yeah. and like here's but the good, and then they we would get never to- have that happen because they wanted to have. I think their goal with season one, not maybe not their goal, but one of their things is like, how are we going to get people watching from week to week? I know we're going to have them guess who Sauron is. Yeah, and mm. it's and 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 also guess who the stranger is, kind of like together. And yeah, it's, who is it's like to their detriment that they were like, let's make that let's make make people talking about this our main goal and if you end the season with the stranger coming then we go what we do is we start season two with a very long extended scene meeting the harfoots for the first time and it's like a total juxtaposition you think you're going into like the doom and gloom sauron mordor but it's like, well, let's just like then we have the happy little yeah and you're like what's going on in the background and then and then we find the stranger and you're like, oh yeah, that guy from last season. Oh my God, they're going to find him. That's bananas. Where will this go next? And then the whole plot line with the Harfoots could be condensed a lot and serve throughout the next season as a juxtaposition against the development yeah. of Mordor. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what I'm hearing is we are all collectively smarter and better writers. Yes, than dude. I don't know writers. how these showrunners, like, what do you think? They, Especially for just how trying, the show it, is. It's just so gimmicky. They're like, we're trying to get you talking about it. We want those tweets, baby. And I it's like, I think yeah. it's the hole they kind of dug for themselves because the show is so f-ing expensive that they need so many people dollars. to watch it and to stay invested. Especially because yeah. they're they're boasting like this, you know, four to five seasons. Oh yeah. my god, never sign they're on committed. to do everything at the beginning. What if it's bad? I feel that like, and we've brought this up multiple times at the episode or alluded to it, that they all these themes of like, okay, they they cast people of of color or like put women into like prominent roles, which was really cool. And I loved how they made Gladriel like a warrior queen. Like, yes, go off. But like but did they actually have pe- these same people that they put into roles that were cast? Who wrote those roles? What? Who wrote their plot lines? There's like, so were many. They, there's were so they many actually, writers. Were all of the writers like you know? Were they? Were that same diversity that we see yeah. on might, screen also was it part reflected of, in the crew? Exactly, yeah. and like did. Yeah, because I feel like it's very surface level. Like, Disa, like, is yeah. the one character where we get something. But to your point, Mary Clay, we get that depth, they killed yeah. off Sadik. Like, there's still a very, like, colonialist, like, kind of... And to the... Yeah. I also, I don't want to... So y'all said that, oh, well, Sadik wasn't the only Hobbit of color. He was the darkest skin. Yeah, for sure. Of yeah. the Hobbits. I, know, I specifically know that there has been a lot of... Um, like discrimination mm-hmm. for dark-skinned people of color. Yeah. So I'm sure that for a lot of dark-skinned uh, viewers, seeing, you know, Sadak and seeing, um, I think Disa is the next darkest skin tone, but she's still even pretty light. So like, that's yeah. pretty I'm looking at the whole important. cast right now. Sorry, I think, I, I think I've, I've really gone down that's like okay. a total um, habit hole. A hobbit hole. Mm-hmm. A hobbit hole, yeah. Um, okay, in answer to the question about the writers, the main writer is Patrick McKay, who is a white man. <laughs> um, and then there is John D. Payne, who is also a white man. Yeah, John D. Payne doesn't have a whole lot of credits other than this show. Yeah. And then just go. I'm just going down the list on uh, IMDb. And then the next non-male writer you get is a writer named Jennifer Hutchinson. Um, and I don't have her picture, so I don't know. Which, but yeah, that's a great point that you bring up, Alex, is was the diversity reflected in um, the the crew as well and no. the creators? Yeah, and the and people that actually don't are putting them into the roles versus yeah. just like, nope. we need, we'd have a person of color to put on, as Jason said, promotional materials. Jeffrey yes, Bezos. Yeah. I think it was to be <laughs> you did a it. part of me thinks it was for them to be groundbreaking in a captivating way so that more people watch. Yeah. Kind of talking about the writers and also what we were kind of talking about with the budget earlier. I have no idea how like funds are distributed and everything, but I can't help but notice that like a lot of these writers don't have a lot of credits. And a lot of the actors in the show mm. don't have a lot of. We got a whole bunch of nobodies in this show. Like, there's really yeah, no, there's I, no star power. I really liked that choice I that too. we got I, I a bunch too. of new actors, so that you're not watching it being like, oh, it's not like you're watching Lord of the Rings being like, oh, it's Kate Blanchett, you know? Yeah, no, I. I that's mm-hmm. not really what I'm talking about. It's just that like. The, well, one, there's no, there, yeah, there's no star power, but also like I'm wondering if these actors are just like cheaper, and most of the budget is kind of going towards because the the production, the, mm. the production design, because the costumes and the sets and 
and the makeup and everything, all that, that looks great. And some of the CG actually yeah. looks really good. They, but they, yeah. I feel they, like the acting and the writing is a little subpar for how much money was thrown at this. I disagree about the acting. I thought all of the acting I like was the all, Not all the I acting. I like the most acting. of it, but some of it I'm like... Oh. I stand I stand cold-hearted bitch Galadriel. People, I've heard a lot of critique about <laughs> yeah. her not being very emotive as an actor, and I think it would be wildly yeah. inappropriate to portray Galadriel as super emotive. I think Galadriel emotive. has a lot, like, so much emotion in her face. She's very hyper-focused and very... Yes. About this I think, yes. I think it, more it, it doesn't make me, like, connect with her as a person very much, but it You're is... not supposed to. She's Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I also I think Morphid Clark, the actress that they got to play Galadriel and was just incredible. I know a yeah. lot of people were like, yeah. oh, she can't act, but she was able to put so much stoicism and There were yeah. some um, characters though where like it was very apparent that you're watching a TV show, I think. Yeah. Some of the Numenor cast, I I'm, I'm just like and some of the mm. the like Bron what like Bronwyn and all those people, I'm just oh, like Bronwyn. I think for the script, you're not winning me over. That no. I think for the scripts that were written and that the actors were handed, I think they all did a great yeah. job. Yeah, now you can like get to a point where it's like, well, maybe the writing set them up to be this. Yeah, way. I don't hate yeah. it as um, a so. not as a whole. Like there there were some standout yeah. performances. I really did like Duran and Elrond. Um, oh my I god, think they were standouts for so me. So great, yeah. Okay, um, I'm going to stop us because <laughs> <laughs> we're already at an hour and a half, and we could also go forever. Yeah, let's just keep um, going. Real quick, I will cut back to one thing that Jason asked, and I shut down his question because I'm actually going to discuss that next week. Jason asked about how we felt about Numenor and everything. Next week, um, I'm going to have an episode just talking about the season overall. Mm -hmm. And I definitely have thoughts about Numenor. Um, I know you guys won't be on that episode, so you don't get to share any of your Ah. thoughts. I like the queen. I need to. Um, <laughs> I got it in there. So I like her. Those uh, like overarching, um, we we definitely still talked a lot about it in this episode, but we'll talk more about those overarching themes and the different plot lines and characters and whatnot throughout the season as a whole on next week's episode. To conclude our conversation, does anyone have a favorite moment from this episode? I, I know that we kind of got on here and... There was a lot of energy, and some of it was very negative. So do we have any positives? Yes. Is there a favorite moment that you had? From this episode? From this specific episode, yes. The sunrise or the sunset, which was it setting or uh, rising? We didn't talk about this. It was rising. The, the section of Galadriel's dream where she's talking to, is it Finrod? Finrod, yeah. The dead brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. And, but it, it's like, as Sauron? That was really unsettling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a really, I felt like kind of genuinely disturbed by the the dark tone. That I love was that your of, favorite moment was a very unsettling. Well, moment. I mean, look, I mean, look at me. <laughs> uh, Alex, do you have a favorite moment? Um, I'm gonna be the total fan girl. I don't care. My favorite moment was when uh, Hellbrand was like, "Let me make you my evil queen." Like yes. the whole, it was just like, and yes. I'm, I know I'm used to getting burned. Like, I didn't get that moment with uh, Ray and Kylo in Star Wars. What are you talking about? They had the most awkward kiss in cinematic history. That kiss was stupid. I wanted her to go full dark side and get, like, little Sith babies. It would have been amazing. My favorite moment, I think, is seeing Poppy 
start to like she has like this little moment of, of confidence when they're reading the map um and she go, she goes over and she's like actually you have it upside down it's gonna be like all uphill and rocky mm-hmm. and everything and then they're like oh well if you're so smart why don't you be the the pathfinder and that's a gps system well. <laughs> <laughs> um it's i think it's a car isn't there a car called and, the pathfinder? Oh, is, a pathfinder yeah. is a car um why don't you be yeah why don't you be the pathfinder and it was kind of said rhetorically, but she there's a moment where like they exchange a look and she kind of like smiles and it's like, OK, yeah, I'll do mm-hmm. this. And I just we love that. I for just her. love that yeah. for her. Yeah. yeah. I, I was wondering if I could ask one final question. Yes. OK, so Haley Simkis from over on the restricted section, she has she and I obviously talk about Lord of the Rings a lot and she always talks about the Lord of the Rings trilogy being set in a post-apocalyptic world. And I'm not really familiar with the the backstory, as I've mentioned. So I was just wondering if this creation of Mordor is the apocalypse that she's like talking about, or is it like some other apocalypse? Um, it's more like the fallout I think she's kind of, of like the big war with Sauron, like yeah. before he gets killed. Like they're going to have this war with him. Um, now and it's gonna lead like remember in um remember in the prologue of fellowship we see isildur become like the new king and he defeats sauron Mm -hmm. but it's like he defeats him for now i see so that's probably where this show is going to end we're gonna see that defeat of sauron but we know that more is coming so we're about to watch the the apocalyptic war happened that that ruins middle earth sauron yeah like was on the edge of winning so it was like everything was destroyed okay i hear you i got you thank you for giving me my one last question (laughs) no more questions that's it (laughs) you're cut off talk about the theme song (laughs) oh my god no the credit song it was so lame (sighs) fiona apple fiona apple being like lord of the rings oh i didn't i didn't (laughs) mind i'm sorry give me you can't, you can't, you good. can't be Enya. Like <laughs> that was, it was such a tonal. It was just so bombastic and weird. dramatic. It was like it was weird. It, it just kind I of. Did, I thought it was shell shocked me a little bit. It. it was very dissonant. I didn't, I didn't hate it, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Now can I finally kick you guys off my podcast? Yes, one more question. <laughs> one more question. I'm just kidding. Mostly, I'm just trying to get us out of here because. And our text messages, Christina said, I have a hard out at 3.30, but I'm sure we won't take two hours. Huh. And here it is. Hour and 41 minutes, I have. 3.18. <laughs> I do have to go get, hey, everyone, if you haven't gotten your COVID booster or your flu shot this season, now is the time. This Woo! is a sign. Boosted. Go get your shots. Okay, where can people find you on the internet? Who wants to go first? Hey, what's up? I'm Christina. I'm the host of the Restricted Section podcast of... Harry Potter slander, Harry Potter book club podcast where we love our trans friends. I also um, am the owner of Wildling Press and we have a podcast about writing called How Do I Book? You can find me at ChristinaCon underscore wherever. I'm Alex. I am co-host of the other podcast, My Cabbages, an Avatar podcast where we go episode by episode and watch Avatar The Last Airbender. We are almost done with season three. So come check us out uh, along with my wonderful partner, Zach. You can find us on Twitter at CabbageCast. You can find us on Instagram at MyCabbageCast and also on Gmail, MyCabbageCast at gmail.com. 
And uh, hi, my name's Jason Hilton, and um, you can find me on Instagram at uh, Negative Selections. I do not have a podcast to plug, but I do have um, a photography-related Instagram page. It focuses on film, so if you like that aesthetic, just uh, give me a follow. Yay! Yay! That's what I'm talking about is a proud member of WBNE. If you want to learn more about the network, you can go to WBNE.org. The cover is by Vaishan Brandon. You can support him on Instagram at Vaishan Designs. If you want to get merch for That's What I'm Talking About, you can go to tpublic.com slash user slash TolkienAboutPod. You can follow the podcast on social media at TolkienAboutPod. And you can follow me on Twitter and TikTok at MCWhatsUp and on Instagram at MCTurnDownForWhat. If you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash TolkienAboutPod. There are different tiers and perks depending on what level of support you want to show. But again, I appreciate any level if you are choosing to show your support. You can become a sponsor of the podcast like Dave. Dave, thank you so much for your support. I hope you have enjoyed the podcast and enjoyed all of our and enjoyed all of the Rings of Power coverage. And yeah, thanks so much. As always, if you like what you're listening to, please make sure to rate and review. Since Rings of Power Season 1 is coming to a close, I'm sure there are going to be a lot of people binge-watching it or a lot of new people to the fandom who want to learn more and want to connect more. So your reviews and ratings will help my podcast stand out and maybe they'll come listen to me. Okay, now who has parting words for the audience? Um, I don't remember the tune, but like, one ring, two Rule them all in one ring to find them. Whatever Fiona Apple was doing at the end there. Uh, Those are your parting words. Not, that, that's weird. Not, not, all who, not all who wander are lost. Not all who wander are wanderfoots. Except the writers of this show. <laughs> but Mary, Clay, Mary Clay, I'm glad you had something fun and cool and exciting to talk about this whole past couple of weeks. And I am grateful to you for bringing us on for your finale because it was a lot of fun. Yeah, this yes. is awesome. I knew we would have, I knew we would have a fun Always time. I had a blast. Never enough times. Yes. I could literally keep going all day and I could talk about Lord of the Rings with my friends for a long time. I kind of, I kind of, I need to close my episode. And that's what I'm talking about. I knew I, what I was about to talk about would have taken us into like another like 30 minute tangent.